Greetings and welcome to the Sweet Spot Podcast with author Marcia Scott. June's podcast will offer coaching on how to stick, stay, and hold on to your vision. We are going to take a look at a few misconceptions that may be affecting your ability to stick to it, stay with it, hold on, and don't let go. You ready? Okay, let's go. Misconception number one, you'll always want it. Can I tell you that the man you fell in love with, the business you stayed up countless late nights working on, or the profession that you devoted your time and resources to won't always look so attractive to you? It was lovely, adorable, amazing when God first showed it to you. I want to bust the myth that you'll always want what you've been called to. There will be times that you are no longer in like with your vision. There may come a time that you're actually despising it. What do you do when the vision fails to yield or offers up deep disappointment? You will run into things you have not bargained for when you begin your journey to build. Does anyone know what grunt work is? Grunt work is the menial, thankless, tedious, boring, and sometimes physically exhausting work that is required to bring your vision to pass. You already know marriage and most relationships are hardly ever 50-50. It's often necessary to pay your initial dues when climbing the ladder of career success. When launching a new business, you are the team. This is the time and season you are called to grunt. I want to remind you that you have a prophetic picture from God. This picture will give you the power to grunt. You'll grunt while pushing through the immature stages of vision, the honeymoon phase of marriage, the stage of parenting when you question why you ever had the child in the first place. This is the place you'll question the call to entrepreneurship because you don't have the staff, money, or support. Revisiting the promise and place of prophetic assignment will give you the fortitude you need to continue with vision when your vision is small. God told me to tell you to pack your thought life. Surround your vision with his word. Yes, write down, memorize, recite, and recall scriptures pertaining to your vision. Also, be sure to write down any prophetic words that were given to you pertaining to your vision. This practice will prop up your vision. You begin to lean when the work causes you to grunt, when the vision lacks glamour and prestige or is boring. Many will not obtain, sustain, or maintain their vision because they won't put in the work, the grunt work that is. Whatever phase or stage you find yourself, continue forward minus the feelings and goosebumps. Look to God and prop up your vision with his prophetic promise to you and his written word. Misconception number two, you'll never miss it. I know you've spent hours preparing, studying, praying, fasting, decreeing, confessing, apprenticing, dancing, and training before stepping out to embark upon your God-inspired dream. It is because of the tremendous amount of preparation put in before you launched that you find yourself down due to failure. Failure is a part of your process. Arm yourself with the mindset 
that pursuit of purpose and prosperity will get messy. Pursuit of the plan of God will be complicated. You will have a love-hate relationship with destiny. Let's take a look at a few examples found in Scripture. David fought for his wife Micah. He was forced to leave her as he ran for his life, only to be put in a position to demand her back after he became king. What he demanded later laughed at his love, passion, and outward expression of praise towards God. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, purpose can be complicated. Hannah prayed for a son, Samuel, only to have to give him away. Mary birthed our Redeemer, Jesus, only to have to watch him die. Moses led ungrateful complainers to the brink of a promised land that he was not able to enter. Rahab is a woman of questionable background, yet she made a faith move that led her to become a part of royal lineage. All of these biblical examples are both messy and complicated. If you were to peer into the backstory or current story of those who have achieved major success, you'll find their path involved messy, complicated situations too. You're in good company. Stick, stay, and hold. You'll move from grunting to grace. This is the stage where God will clothe you with his grace. The type of grace that will make things manageable, doable, even easy. When you find that you are tired, beat down, dogged out, numb, and no longer attracted to your vision, seek out God's great grace. Ask for his supernatural ability and ease to recover from a fall, failure, or fatigue. That's three F's for you. You will fail. You'll misspeak. You'll overspend. Those you love, those who started out on the journey with you, will disappoint you deeply. You'll be hurt. You'll have times you are struggling financially or in the red. There will be moments when you want to throw the whole dream away. Instead, I encourage you to throw your misconceptions away. It's time to put on your big girl undergarments. Own your faults. Forgive the failures of others. Everyone drops the ball. Everyone needs grace to mature and space to grow. That's everyone, including you. Misconception number three. Everyone will get it. Please make note that Jesus was the most misunderstood man in history. He had to ask questions like, who do men say that I am? His own disciples, who watched him do miracles, sat at his feet, and listened to his teachings, put him on the same level as prophet Elijah and John the Baptist. He was totally misunderstood. He did not allow this painful process of never being truly supported or known cause him to stop pursuing his destiny. You too will encounter doubters, naysayers, straight up haters, agitators, and debaters. Prep for the pushback. Prep for the preliminary stages of your vision where isolation is inevitable. This is the stage you prove to others that what God said to you about your vision is true. This is what I want you to do during this time. Take some time to assess what you lack. Assess your true needs. Do you need an assistant, an assessor, mentor, adjutant, accountant, business space, BFF, 
an encourager, confident, a Peter, an investor, a husband. A season of isolation should be a season of assessing. See it as a gift, not a punishment. God has gifted you time to think, plan, and ask the question, what do I really need to succeed? Many spend so much time moaning or complaining about being alone that they fail to assess. The Bible states, we have not because we ask not. How can you ask God for what you need if you don't know what you need? Shift your focus. Spend time assessing so you don't ask amiss or fail to ask, seek, and knock. This is also true concerning singles seeking companionship. For example, how can you pray for your Boaz or Ruth if you don't know you? If you haven't assessed your call, your purpose, and what's needed to fulfill it? You must know you. You can't ask for what you need in a husband or wife if you don't assess your complete need. Take some time with you. Ask God about you. Now, ask for what you need. God will give you what you need to cover and complete purpose. I know this is a totally different approach and perspective on the pursuit of love. I call it asking God for a purpose partner. It's the type of union where those involved have what the other needs to complete their God-given assignment. I dare you to assess, pursue, and pray purpose-minded. That's three Ps for you. While walking out vision, ask God to show you the gaps. What are you missing? Ultimately, he knows what you really need to make things happen. He wants to see you succeed more than you want to succeed. God wants to supply your every need according to his riches and glory. Now, we must get to the sweet spot. This is the part of the podcast where I leave the script and pour out of my spirit into you. I shared with you three misconceptions that will strip away your resolve to continue in your pursuit of God-given destiny. On my way to the grocery store, God dropped a few peas in my spirit that will help you stick, stay, and hold. Grab your journal and jot these down. P. Pray. All I know is prayer. Every single step of my journey from a 21-year-old girl, newly saved, single, was prayer. This is how I kept my goals, my dreams, my visions, my desire to be married, my career goals propped and packed. I don't know how I intuitively knew to pray, but I would just go talk to God about everything. I would talk to God about my faults. I would talk to God about my failures. I would talk to God about my sin. I would talk to God about my weaknesses, my struggles. I talk to God about everything. I don't know if it's because I'm not a Baltimore native and I was away from all of my family and all of the friends that I knew in a new city, but I turned to God in prayer for everything. And so I wanna encourage you I want to give you this gift, this P, prayer. Pray and talk to God about everything. Every stage, every phase of your vision. Your vision for what? Your vision for your business. Your vision to be an entrepreneur. Your vision to be a wife. Your vision to be a young wife. Your vision to be in ministry. Your your vision just to grow spiritually. 
your vision for your job, your career path, all of it. Talk to God about it. I promise you, he will talk back. God has ways to get to you so that he can prop and pack your vision so it doesn't falter and fail. He has ways of speaking to you through your pastor. He can speak to you through your little niece. He can speak to you through the man that is bagging your groceries at the grocery store. God has a way to talk back. Can I tell you, he'll talk back, but you have to pray. The very first P is prayer. The second P is purge. The trouble or fiery trial that hits your life from time to time is often meant to purge. God will require a new level of purification before each promotion. That bears repeating. God will require a new level of purification before each promotion. Things may be going ever so good. You may have just received an amazing prophetic word of release and then bam, the fire. Can I tell you that promotion is very near? When I was a young Christian, I didn't understand this. I would be like, God, I just received a word. You said we were going to grow. You said that this was going to pop off. You said that this door was going to open. I know that I've been faithful. I've been working. I've been sowing. I've been seeding. I can sense that my harvest is near. Then bam, here comes the fire. And that's when God taught me that before the promise comes, before the prophetic is released, I'm going to purify. And so now, when the fiery trial comes to try me, I still think it's strange. Each and every time, I'm caught off guard. I don't know why. you think I'd have it down pat by now. But when it hits, I settle down in the midst of that trouble. I settle down in the midst of that pain. I square myself, and I get situated. And I say, God, why has this problem hit my life, my marriage, one of my children, my finance? Where is this coming from? Is this the enemy or is this you, Lord? And oftentimes, God will tell me, this is the fire that comes to purify. I need you to learn this lesson because you can be ever so close to your promotion, to your upgrade, to your come up, to your blow up. And you back up because you're disillusioned, disappointed, and discouraged because you don't understand the process of God. Promotion is near. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in this holy place? Come on. He that have clean hands and a pure heart. How can you ascend and how can you go up? Purity is the vehicle that's taking you higher. The fire comes to burn off the dross. The fire comes to burn off the things that are not necessary. Can I tell you that sometimes we are bound with things that we don't even realize is binding us and keeping us from our next level. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace, they went in bound, but the fire burned off the cords that were binding them. What's binding you today? Is it fear? Is it pride? Is it a lack of focus? The fire comes to relieve you and release you of those things that are binding you and stopping you from ascending and going to the hill of the Lord because that is the place of promotion. Again, this might not be perfect because I'm just coming to you out of my heart and out of my spirit. This is the sweet spot. This is the place of pure encouragement 
and I'm hoping to encourage you to continue with vision. All right, let's look at the next P. The next P is promise. They tell me salvation is free. The promise has a price tag. It's expensive. It will cost you. If you pay the price, you'll get the promise. Your promise or vision may look altered, distorted, or damaged right now. Stick to it. Stay with it and hold on to it. God will make a God-inspired dream a beautiful reality. He makes everything beautiful in his time. I want to give you a bonus nugget. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm just going to keep it uh, 100. I'm going to be transparent. This week, I had a little fire to hit my life. And I know that the fire has come because God is about to take me, my husband, my children, our family, our ministry, my spiritual sons and daughters to a new level in him. We're going higher. But as I stated before, here comes the fire to purify. Well, I woke up one day and God had given me two words and they were the words, no weapon. I was watching Bishop Jackie McCullough preach and teach while I was teleworking. And her message was no weapon. Later that day, bam, here comes the fire. My husband went in to deal with a situation and I sat in the car because again, I told you, all I know to do is pray. So I squared myself in the center of it. It was kind of chaotic. It was a little painful and somewhat disappointing. I began to speak in tongues as I sat in the car. Something told me to text a friend This is a friend that I know can get a prayer through. This is a friend that I know that walks with God. I text her and I just said, I have a situation. I need you to pray. She immediately texts me back two words. What were those words? No weapon. What did God speak to me that morning? No weapon. It gave me immediate peace. You, Arthur Marshall Scott, you need peace. I don't care who you are. I don't care what title you hold. I don't care what seat or position you sit in. You could be the CEO of a company. You could be a Hollywood movie star. When the fire of God and the fiery trial hits your life, our initial reactions are fear, panic, worry, concern. No weapon. These are the two words that my friends sent to me that day. It gave me immediate peace. And once I got the peace of God, And I continued in prayer. I got the wherewithal and the stamina and strength to fight. This is my bonus nugget. You need a sisterhood squad. It may be a squad of two. It could be a squad of 20. The scripture states that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But it didn't say the weapon wouldn't form. You're moving in God-given purpose. You're moving in a God-inspired vision. The enemy is going to try to stop you. We cannot be naive in our pursuit of destiny. The enemy is not happy that you launched. He's not happy that you're married. He's not happy that you have a family where you're raising up, nurturing, and developing godly seed. Oh, he's coming for you. And that's why I'm telling you that you have to be like me. I have some sisters that will pray with me on sight. We don't even talk every day, but I can say a simple word like, 
marriage, supervisor, child, or approval. Just one word, and they will immediately spring into prayer action. If you are interested in having author Marsha Scott share more or obtaining my book, go to authormarshascott.com. If you use the contact option on the website, you will email me directly. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining the Sweet Spot Podcast. I pray that episode three was a source of encouragement for you. Love you. God bless you.